You're listening to Creator Catalyst, the podcast where we dive into the nitty gritty of what it takes to be a successful YouTuber, influencer, and content creator. I'm your host, Leija Miller. I'm a lawyer, YouTuber, content creator, and entrepreneur with over 300,000 followers across multiple platforms. I'm here every week talking about this business and what you need to succeed. So buckle up kiddos and let's dive in. Oh, and don't forget to check out my free masterclass where I teach you my three-part formula for YouTube success. If you're ready to finally just get started on your YouTube dreams already, then this masterclass is for you. Check the link in the description or go to delusionmediamasterclass.com to register today. Okay, let's get into it. In our first episode of this podcast, I talked about how it seems like in this quote-unquote post-COVID world, people are extremely burnt out because we all just collectively went through a huge trauma on a global scale. And then we were expected to just continue working and being productive for capitalism. Most people have not had the space to take time, take a breather, recover and rest and let our body's trauma response play out. And rest feels really counterintuitive because we just spent three years cooped up inside. We should be out. We should be living life. We should be doing, doing, doing. But I'm sure for many of you, you haven't had the energy. You felt like doing the opposite, staying in. Only now, unlike during pandemic times, you have the added layer of guilt that you should be out doing things after being forced to stay away from friends and family for so long. So why don't you want to do anything? How come your brain can say intellectually, yes, I want to be out doing things, but you physically cannot make your body do the things your mind wants it to do? Well, it's burnout. My friends, that's what's happening. It's your body saying, whoa there, bucko. I don't care what you want. We are in survival mode and all systems are not a go. Often when our body starts shutting down, it's just our body's way of forcing us to take a break and rest, even if we don't want to. I have been there, my friends. After a year in big law, I had lost my period, I was having panic attacks every week, and I physically quit being able to work through the day. My brain would shut down, and I would curl into a ball by lunchtime. I had to quit that job because I physically could not continue doing it, even though my brain felt like a failure and wanted to succeed at that job. My body knew better. Miraculously, not long before I quit, my YouTube channel started taking off and I started making ad revenue from my videos. So against my better judgment and because my body literally forced me to, I decided to quit that law job, take a breath and rely on that YouTube income to get by until I figured something else out. Turns out YouTube was that something else and it's been my main gig for the last two years, but the lows that I reached at that law job and the physical damage that reaching that level of burnout caused from weight gain to extreme exhaustion and imbalanced hormones that I'm only just now recovering from means that I never want to head down the path of burnout ever again. So I take the lessons I learned during those periods of burnout and I try to apply them to every aspect of my life. And that includes my YouTube career. So today I wanted to talk to you about the tactics that I use in my life to avoid heading back down that path to burnout. Because when I tell you I will do anything to never feel that way again, I mean it. And YouTube is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a creative outlet, a nice fun time making something I'm passionate about. So the last thing that I wanna do is get burnt out on content creation and start resenting this job that truly is so fun and so fulfilling as long as I get the balance right. 
But how do you strike that balance, especially when YouTube isn't your full-time job, when you have a job and are trying to make YouTube work on the side? It's all about balance, my friend. Specifically, I want to talk about how to create a content creation career that doesn't make you feel trapped and why you should be thinking about that from the get-go, how to design a schedule that you can stick with, and the 80-20 rule. First, I want to start with a story. I love the YouTuber Jamie French. She started as a makeup YouTuber and now she does mainly reactions to bad movies, which are just a really fun way to blow off some steam if I need a little giggle at the end of the day. Jamie recently posted a video that was a little out of character for her where she talked about how much she'd been struggling with putting out content recently. Like a lot of full-time content creators, Jamie creates content across a bunch of platforms, pretty much all the platforms. Her main platform is actually Facebook, where she has millions of followers. Plus, she maintains a regular TikTok and Instagram posting schedule. And I frankly don't know how she does it all. Well, I guess I do know she has a team of people working for her. And I love to see a woman succeeding at content creation, especially one who doesn't fit the mold of the skinny 20-something influencer. No hate, but you know, I'm all for diversity and representation on social media. So we love to see that. But her video got me thinking a lot about my own career as a content creator, and also about how I want to advise my clients and students when it comes to building a content creation career. Because ultimately, if you're listening to this or watching this, you probably want to start a YouTube channel. And most people who start a YouTube channel do so because they want to reach people. They want people to watch what they're putting out. And preferably a lot of people. Don't be bashful about it. You can own that. You want to influence people or be in front of people. That's fine. There's a lot of people who do. And there's a valid role for that in society. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that you're making content that you hope will be seen and that more and more people will watch and subscribe to you. That may not be your main motivator, but it's an element of any YouTube journey. And once you start getting lots of views, that can translate into lots of money, which then turns your little YouTube channel into a business. So there is important business planning thought that should be put into your YouTube channel, even early on, right during the beginning stages. So I want you to picture what your ideal life would look like, especially in relation to your YouTube channel, and be really honest with yourself. For example, I'm a perfectionist overachiever, so sometimes I picture things for myself that follow the typical mold of what it means to be successful, like working a job in big law or founding a multi-million dollar company. But when I actually stop and think about what the day-to-day -day looks like of those dreams, I know in my gut that it's not right for me. For example, I know in my gut that working with large corporations on trademarks that I don't even care about will not fulfill me long-term. But I did it at that big law job because I thought it was what I was supposed to want and very quickly, my body shut it down. Similarly, I know in my gut that managing a large team of people and the pressure of operating a giant company would make me feel trapped and anxious. And I saw that in Jamie. Jamie talked a lot about how exhausting it is to create the amount of content that she does. And I believe it. She's making original content for each separate platform, plus repurposing her content across platforms, meaning taking clips from a longer YouTube video and repurposing it for Facebook, etc. And while she has a team of people, like editors and assistant, it's ultimately her creativity and her face that has to show up on camera day after day, constantly churning out content. And she feels trapped because she can't take a break because if she doesn't show up on camera, then the brands don't pay the brand deals. And she needs that income because now she has an entire team of people relying on her for a paycheck. The thought makes my skin crawl, that responsibility. 
And so in listening to Jamie's story, it made me really wary of ever getting to a point where I'm hiring full-time employees or anyone other than a contractor who works with multiple other clients and doesn't just rely on me, which in turn is really helpful as I plan my business and my objectives moving forward with my channels. How do I make sure I'm profitable and I'm hiring the freelance help that I need, but staying within my means? What does a content creation career look like that doesn't rely on a team of full-time employees to pull off? Well, it looks like sacrifices and compromises sometimes, like prioritizing which platforms I make new content for and which platforms are worth repurposing content for. Like maybe I'm not making new content for every platform constantly, and I'm not buying into the idea that to be a content creator, I have to be omnipresent on every single app. Threads is a great example of that. Have you tried Threads? I downloaded it and looked around and I saw other content creators immediately jumping on board and making content for that platform. And I thought, you know what? Not today, Satan. This doesn't align with my larger goals of running a nimble ship that actually furthers my career in a direction that feels right for me. So all of this to say that as you're starting your YouTube journey, no matter where you are, think about what you want it to look like. What would it need to look like in order to not feel like a trap? And my next point goes along with that. In order to find longevity on YouTube, you need to design a content posting schedule that you can actually stick with. Everyone thinks that more is better when it comes to content, but please do not fall into that trap. More is not always better. In fact, in my experience, more can actually be worse because it lowers the overall quality of your content and often distracts from each individual piece of content because there's so much noise that your followers don't know what they should be focusing on. Instead, focus on quality. How often can you post a quality YouTube video? Once a week is kind of the gold standard. Posting once a week can lead to amazing growth. But if you have a full-time job or you run a business or you have kids or whatever other reason that keeps you busy, maybe you can't manage to post one quality video every single week. Maybe your videos take a lot of research or you use a lot of special effects or you're just getting started so the learning curve of filming and video editing is still really steep for you. That's okay. What posting schedule would be manageable for you? Focus on you, not on what you think the algorithm gods or anyone wants from you. What would work for you? Once every other week? Once per month? Great, do that. Decide you're going to and then stick with it. Because at the end of the day, the name of the game on YouTube is longevity. How long can you stick around and just keep posting content until people start noticing? The length of time that you're willing to stick around is directly proportional to your potential for success. But if you're going to put this huge burden on yourself to post every week when you know in your gut that that's not feasible, then you're going to grow to resent the process and you're going to quickly burn out and quit posting. And the fastest, most surest way to failure on YouTube is by quitting. So you have to keep the long game in mind. Don't sacrifice longevity because you think you have to post two videos a week in order to grow quickly. You will instead quickly get exhausted, frustrated, and burnt out, and your YouTube career will be over before it ever started. So pick a posting schedule that's manageable and stick to it. And don't be afraid to experiment. The joy of just starting out on YouTube is that no one's really paying attention to you. So you can play around and figure out what you like and what works for you. Once you land on something, stick with it. And then I also wanted to talk to you about the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of this? It's the idea that 20% of your output accounts for 80% of your success. Basically, the 80-20 rule drives home the idea that it's important to focus your energy on the tasks or outcomes that deliver most of your results. 
So for example, say you're trying to promote your latest video and you post a link to it for your friends on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Reddit. And when you look at your analytics, you see that when you do that, you get two clicks from Facebook, four from Instagram, eight from Twitter, and 50 from Reddit. If that keeps happening for every video, you could easily save yourself some time and effort by exclusively posting to Reddit or even doubling down on Reddit and posting your video to multiple subreddits. Focusing your energy on what's actually working saves you time and energy for other things like making the video to begin with. So as you go down your content creation journey and you're posting more and more content, notice which content gets the most engagement or which tactics are most effective for getting views and clicks and then drop what's not working or is only working at a mediocre level and just focus on what's working. See if you can cut out the unnecessary work you're doing because you think that you need to be doing it and really try to hone in on the 20% of your work that is bringing you 80% of your results. And feel free to carry this idea into other aspects of your work and life. It can be amazing for streamlining your processes and homing in on what really matters. Imagine if you lived your life where you focused your energy on the 20% of activities that bring you 80% of your happiness. The possibilities are endless. So to recap, build a content creation career and schedule that doesn't make you feel trapped, that gives you space to take a break if you need, and that won't burn you out before you even get started. Pick a posting schedule you can actually stick to without burning out and resenting it. And focus your efforts on the 20% of content or work that is producing 80% of your results on YouTube in order to save time and energy while still growing in the long run. With these careful rules in hand, regularly check in with yourself to make sure that you don't feel exhaustion or resentment building up, because that is the surest sign of burnout. The second that those feelings start to surface, take a break from YouTube and reassess what's going on to make you feel that way. YouTube and content creation is fun. It's creative. It gives you a voice. It's exciting. The last thing that you want to do is let it burn you out. The world needs your voice, so make sure you're taking care of yourself in the process. Until next time, good luck. And if you need a little push in the right direction, check out my three-part formula for YouTube success, a brand new free masterclass that I'm offering. Click the link below or check out delusionmediamasterclass.com. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.